Yo, what's happening? It's Greg Santos. Welcome to episode 306 of CEO Life. You are the CEO of your life, whether you want to be or not. I'm going to tell a story on here that I've never told before. I've never told it on the Morning Hustlers. I've never really talked about it publicly. And it's a memory that sits in the back of my head that I don't think about very much, but came to my mind today. I'm going to talk about when I was assistant general manager working at LA Fitness. I don't tell too many stories about when I was assistant general manager. It wasn't a very happy time in my life. I worked under someone I really did not get along with, and I was around people that I really didn't respect and admire. And I was responsible for the sales on the weekend. I was the weekend general manager, right? AKA assistant general manager. And the thing is, when you're working at a gym, I don't know if you know this, but on the gyms, uh, at the gym, you typically get lighter foot traffic. There's not as many people that go to the gym on the weekends as they do during the weekdays. Now, as the assistant general manager, I'm responsible for doing the same amount of sales on the weekend as we do on the weekdays. Now, here's what's interesting about LA Fitness, okay? I hope you're following along with me here. We had goals that we had to hit as a club, right? I'm gonna use the word club. Club and gym are synonymous in this context, okay? Okay. We had to hit a certain we had to hit a certain goal as a club. But it's not just sales number, right? We had to bring in a certain amount of recurring revenue to the club every single day. So we had to bring in X amount of dollars in reoccurring every single day, right? Which means that if we get a membership that's paid in full, someone does a year and a half, just boom, just straight paid for, right? Or three years. Guess what? That's not reoccurring revenue. So that is basically, it doesn't count towards the numbers of the gym. Doesn't matter. So I remember when I was working on the weekends, we would go, we would go out and we would do, we'd go market, right? We would go to the mall, which was like five minutes away from the gym. And we would stand there, we would have a table with guest passes all laid out and we were right in front of a GNC and we had our black polos and slacks and we would some have music playing sometimes and then we would people were walking by hey what's going on trying to stop people generate some energy get people to us and sounds cool right you would think that people would want to stop by the table and inquire about what's going on here it's not the case a lot of people ignore you. A lot of people are like, nope, nope, don't want to have to deal with this. It was often a massive struggle when we went there. I remember one particular Saturday, I'm at the mall with my coworker and we have zero sales up for the day. It's a Saturday, zero sales. And I get a phone call from the girl who works the front desk. And she goes, Greg, hey, we have someone here who might be interested in a membership. So I drive down to the gym and I greet the young fellow and ask questions, give the tour. Now it's time to sell the membership. 
Now, this person doesn't want to do a monthly, right? He wants to do a paid in full. I still I get commission on paid in full, but it doesn't count towards the club's goal. Here's another thing. They made it very competitive at LA Fitness. They've had a lot of accountability systems in place. So each and every single day, the numbers that so say we had 13 clubs in our district, right? The numbers that each club produced the, the previous day was posted in a specific group chat with everybody from the district, all of the sales reps could see. And we will see, wow, this is how this club did yesterday. And we see which clubs tanked and which clubs did well. So after unsuccessful attempts of convincing him to do a monthly membership, he decides to go the paid in full. Not only does he go the paid in full, but he does half of a paid in full. And he does, and he puts the other half till 30 days later, right? Which means I don't get my full commission until his whole thing goes through. And if he doesn't cancel. So he buys a membership. All right, got one sale in. Then, you know, I tell my coworker, all right, it's time to come come back to the club. He he gets off of work. It's 2 p.m. I got six hours left at the gym. And each hour that goes by, you know, it's a really light day. No one's coming in. It's not, it's not looking good. And the way the day ends is I don't make another sale. And I brought zero dollars of recurring revenue to the club that day. And the next day I know that they're going to put it in the chat. And guess what? Under my club where I'm responsible for those numbers, it's going to be a big fat zero. You did 0% towards your goal yesterday. And I remember walking to my car with my head down just thinking, fuck, just defeated. And I certainly drove home that night with no music playing in the car, no podcast, nothing, just dead silence as I drove and just knowing how how I fucked up. And what could I have done better? Now, we all go through these challenging times in our life. We're all going to experience some kind of failure and we're going to experience something extremely humiliating that's going to put us in a really interesting situation where we feel like there's going to be some serious consequences to what the fuck just happened, right? And in that time, we have to sit with that feeling like, yes, I fucked up. I made the mistake. I take full responsibility for why that happened. What could I have done better to prevent that from happening? Why did that happen? What led up to that? What was my thinking leading up to that? And really taking responsibility that that mistake, what happened, is your fuck up. And you don't do anything to distract yourself from it. You don't go to the means that you usually go to for distraction, which is easier said than done, right? When you're feeling extremely emotional, like in this emotional turmoil, it's hard to say, oh, I, I shouldn't, you know, whatever, whatever you drown yourself in when you're going through that failure, 
in that strong negative emotion, it's easier said than done to not drown yourself in distraction. And this is why I think meditation is so powerful because what meditation does is it teaches you to catch yourself when you your attention's drifting off, right? So we run these thought loops, these patterns consistently. And what meditation does is it helps you become aware that you're running a specific thought pattern. So you might be distracting yourself. Some people, A lot of people distract themselves not even realizing that they're distracting themselves. But what meditation does is when you're distracting yourself, you're able to consciously take a step back and think, oh man, look at, I'm distracting myself. I know it. I'm. You become aware of what you're doing and then you're able to course correct. Then you're faced with a decision. Do I keep doing what I'm doing or do I face what I'm supposed to do? And the answer in that situation is obviously do what's more difficult. You gotta sit with that uncomfortable ass emotion. You have to sit with that failure and that mountain of negative energy that you're feeling coursing through your body You have to sit with it and breathe through it. But there's different things you can do. You can go for a walk. You can journal. You can do a meditation. Or you can just sit there and just breathe deeply and and reflect. But you have to let your body fully process it. Now, that doesn't mean you dwell on it. That doesn't mean that you... Keep revisiting that and replaying it in your mind. You can, but you do it with a purpose. And that purpose is, what were the lessons? What can I learn from this? Okay, I fully accept that I fucked up and that this is my responsibility. What's the lessons here? You grab those lessons and you say, all right, I got it. I will not make this mistake again or these mistakes. And you learn from it and that's okay. It ends up being a win in that case. And it depends on how you look at it. You can look at it as a total failure, which it was, right? You can say, oh, this is terrible. You can say, you know what? I learned some really important things in here and I got to really keep these close to my heart. Because... On a grand scale, if this happened, things could really fucking hit. Things would have been, it could be worse. You can just put things into perspective. Also, think about the problem that you're having. It's not that, it's not that challenging. It's not a, it's not that big of a problem, right? There's people out there who wish they had the problem that you were dealing with. There's people who got in a car accident. And now they're, they're not, they're unable to walk, right? There's people who had, decided to get drunk and and drive with their best friend in the car, crash the car, fucking best friend dies. There's people who do some things that really fuck their life up. Convince their friend to go into the army with them and on their first deployment, friend dies. That's some heavy shit. So, Put things into perspective, detach from your situation and look at it in a third person point of view and think, you know what? A lot of people would wish they even would have the kind of mistake that I had. Because some people are doing life in prison from something. Some people are living with guilt for the rest of their life for something they did. 
but your mistake isn't as big, okay? You got to breathe into it. You got to accept it. You got to be present with that feeling, extract all the lessons and, and move forward. But the most important thing is you always got to be constantly thinking about who is it that you want to become? Because the things that fuck you up can be the biggest things to help you become the person you want to be. So you have to always keep in mind, who is it that I want to be? What values do I want to live by? Like what kind of constitution of values does the person I want to be hold true to themselves and their character? And then you think about this and see, all right, you know, what happened here is happening for me. This, These lessons are going to help me become the person that I ultimately want to be. And you have to look at it that way. You have to see it in a light where you think, well, yeah, it sucked, but I have to learn these lessons. It has me thinking about things differently, okay? The very moment where you feel like you've learned everything and you're good and you don't have to learn anymore, you're fucked. You're done. Is you have to constantly be learning. You're going to be constantly tested. It's going to be you're going to be humiliated. It's going to be embarrassing. You're going to fail. You're going to have some maybe some public failures. Your image is going to be destroyed. All these different things. It's all tough. But it's essential for you building your character. Okay? So keep in mind, who is it that you want to be? It's all right that you fuck up. Let's course correct and keep moving forward. Let's move forward in a direction that we know we'll be proud of. Looking back. Sound good? Beautiful. Well, hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast... Um, I actually created a course called the foundations of follow through that you can, you can pick up. It's free right now, but I'm going to be charging $497 for it in the future. Uh, you can go to morninghustlers.com forward slash gift. Again, that's morninghustlers.com forward slash gift. Uh, go ahead and grab that. I hope you get a lot of value from it. In the meantime, appreciate you listening. Make it a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.